This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Look, everyone knows I'm from the South, and so are a majority of my listeners. And guess what? It's hot. You don't gotta wear a G-string to stay comfortable and look like a pimp this summer. Look no further than Boots Down South. Boots Down South is a locally owned company looking to make sure that guys and girls alike have a summer that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now. Go make yourself a drink and I'll be down in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Whatever, we don't give a fuck. The deal is done, and the cake been baked. They need to come on with a drum or whatever they're gonna do. What's cracking, pimps? And welcome to episode five of the Mac Daddy Seminar. As always, I'm your host, Taylor Dunn, and... It's been a pretty good week, man. I can't complain. Um, I really appreciate all the feedback I'm getting on the other videos. Um, a lot of people are reaching out, asking a lot of questions. Um, a lot of people are messaging me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and it, which is unbelievable because I get no type of anything from my Twitter anymore. I don't even know why I have the fucking thing. But yeah, um, everybody's been, you know, for the most part, pretty into it. So the fact that it seems to be working uh, makes me happy. And you know, if it if you enjoy it, then everybody everybody's good, man. Seven a.m. Sunday morning right now. Sunday, uh, July twenty-first. Which you know what that means. We only got five days till the new Quentin Tarantino movie comes out. I'm talking, of course, about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The ninth film from legendary director Quentin Tarantino, starring huge movie stars such as Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie, Al Pacino, just to name a few. Y'all, I've talked about this a little bit before on this podcast, and I've posted pictures and, you know, said it on different social media and all that. I cannot put into words how excited I am for this movie. I've been waiting on this movie for two years now. As soon as they announced they were going to do it, I remember I saw something on Facebook and uh, it was like, it was after The Hateful Eight, which I didn't even get to go see The Hateful Eight in theaters because my daughter was being born the weekend that it opened. So I wasn't going to be like, hey, you know, can I go see this movie real quick? Because that would have been a shitty dad thing for me to do. So I didn't. And, uh, but yeah, I watched it later once it came out, I think on Redbox, I rented it, and then I loved it. I've loved every single Quentin Tarantino movie that he has done 
hand that I've just been patiently waiting on this new one. And I remember looking on Facebook one day and it said that Quentin Tarantino's next project will revolve around uh, people in 1960s Hollywood and how it relates to the uh, Helter Skelter murders. So, that, if y'all know anything about me, I love the 60s and not just the 60s, but I like, I like, let me, you, you see what I've got on? You know what I'm saying? I like that hippie shit. So the 1960s, especially Hollywood, I mean, that's fantastic, man. And I couldn't think of another director that I would rather, you know, make a film like that other than Tarantino. I think the first Quentin Tarantino movie I went to go see, I didn't go see it, but I actually watched it, was uh, Kill Bill. And it was on television, so it was like edited. It didn't have as much violence, and it uh, they cut out all the cussing and stuff like that. I remember, my mom was watching, and I was like, "What is this?" She's like, "This is Kill Bill." And I was like, "When did this come out?" And it was like two years after it came out. And I was like, "This is really good." She was like, sit down and watch it with me. So we sat down, we watched the first one, and then they played, it might have been a few years after it had come out, because the second one came on right after it, and I sat there and watched the whole thing. Like We sat there literally for like six hours and watched both Kill Bills back to back, and I was just completely blown away. I was like, that was a really good movie, and she was like, you know, that guy has a lot of really good movies. I was like, who? She was like, the guy that's the director, all of his movies are kind of like that. I was like, really? So then, you know, I'm like a, as I get a little bit older, I remember being like 15 and trying to buy a copy of Pulp Fiction because, you know, you couldn't rent it anywhere. This is after the big change from like movie gallery and blockbuster happened to now you're using um, Redbox rent everything where you could just do it digitally but we didn't have that kind of money we didn't have no digital nothing at my house so we was red boxing it up you know and uh, I remember I went into Walmart and I tried to buy uh, a copy of Pulp Fiction for like five dollars I'd never seen it before and uh, the people there wouldn't sell it to me they were like, you gotta be 17 to buy this. This is rated R. And I was like, ma'am, I drove here in a vehicle that I pay for with money from a job that I work to pay for that vehicle. <laughs> and she was like, you know what? And she scanned it and let me buy it, so. Yeah, I, I know I may look a little bit rough. I've been staying up all night. I talked about it in the last couple episodes. But you just get so much more done this way, man. Like, you don't need to sleep. You sleep like one day, you sleep for like, like I told y'all about how I came home, I slept for like 15 hours. I've been good for like two days. I just take little hustler naps, baby. That's all you gotta do. Little hustler naps. Just lay down, three hours, boom, wake back up. Go do something productive. Clean your house. My house is cleaner than it has been in months. 
Man, oh man. Anyway, as I was saying, I'm super excited for this Quentin Tarantino movie. I, I'm gonna go see it by myself. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, oh, well, what about your wife? Why don't you uh, take your wife on a date night? And the uh, simple response to that is, we don't have a babysitter. So, we gotta, gotta do what we can, man. You know? And she knows how much it means to me to go watch it. She knows how badly I wanted to go see it. So, I told her, I was like, look, if you'll let me go see it opening night, I will take you when we have somebody that can watch our daughter. And she was like, okay, that, that, that worked. Because I know I'm going to want to go see it more than once, you know. I think I did that with Django. God, talk about a good one. I think Django and Pulp Fiction are tied for my favorite Quentin Tarantino movies. To be honest with you, they make, those might be tied for my favorite movies of all time. Because... Everybody says Pulp Fiction, but the thing is, people say Pulp Fiction is their favorite movie and they don't understand it. And to be honest with you, I don't know that anybody aside from Quentin Tarantino understands it. It's all about interpretation. I just love, I love the way it was done. The writing was fantastic. But, god damn, Django Unchained was just so... Oh my god, it was so good. It was, it was easy to follow. There wasn't any, like, you know, interpretation type of thing going on. It was just a straightforward, great movie. Completely across the board. I loved Django. I remember going to see that in the theater, and I was just, like, glued to the screen. I went and saw it opening day. It was Christmas Day, 2012. It was the year I graduated high school. But, um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm super excited for it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go see it the night it comes out, which is actually the 25th. I've already bought my tickets. That's how serious I am. They have a showing at 4 p.m. and a showing at uh, 9 p.m. And I can't go to the 4 p.m. show because I have to work. But I'm going to come home. Be a family man for a little bit, and at nine, I'm gonna go see it. And because the next day is a work day, I know there's not gonna be that many people there. So, I can enjoy the movie in peace. Don't got anybody hollering out in the theater, throwing popcorn everywhere, you know, somebody taking a phone call. I hope I have the whole theater to myself. I would enjoy the shit out of myself if that was the case. And what I'm going to do is, when the movie's over, I'm going to post a full review right here on my YouTube channel. So, I haven't entirely decided how I'm going to do it yet. Um, I may do it without any spoilers. I may just talk about what I liked about the movie, what I didn't like, which I'm sure that list will be very short. But uh, I may do one with a spoiler. But if I do, I will make it not. I will make it known that the spoiler is coming. 
all sound alarms and act crazy in my car and give you like a good 30 seconds to click off the video if you don't want to know the ending of the movie. Because next week when I do another episode of this, if I go see the movie and I haven't already talked about it in a video or some sort, I'm just going to talk about it on here. I probably will still talk about it on here. Who cares, you know? That's all I'm doing, man. And hey, this brings me to another point, okay? Somebody was like, why are you doing uh, hour-long episodes now versus 30-minute uh, episodes? There isn't a reason. I just, I just sit down and I'm just going to talk until I'm done talking. And that's the format that we're going to keep. You see what I'm saying? can't stand people always like oh you should do this uh, okay how many podcasts do you do man what, what do you do oh you work at Little Caesars okay no knock on people that work at Little Caesars that was just an example but hey man you should uh you should get you should have a guy that actually like sits and does like your programming and stuff, like how Jamie does on the Joe Rogan podcast, you should get somebody to do that. Okay, yeah, because I'm gonna pay somebody to do something that I can do myself at this point. This isn't any flashy setup or anything. This is me using a laptop with a camera with a something recording my audio. It's, that's it, you know? There's no, uh, smoking mirrors here on the Matt Gatti seminar. So I'm not gonna get one of my friends who is able to record a podcast whenever I am, you know, because that that doesn't just happen. I have to figure that out. You know? I have to have a quiet environment, obviously. If I'm gonna do a video podcast, I pretty much can't have anybody in the house because, you know, I mean, I have a three-year-old and a wife, you know? They're gonna be like, uh, what are you doing? Shit, I'm doing my podcast. Oh, did, did that just record me? That's exactly what my wife would say. Yes, it would record you. That's why I've been sitting down here talking to it for the last 15 minutes, baby because I'm recording a podcast. And she would just be like, well, take that part of me out. I'm not gonna take that part of you out. That's the best part so far. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I'm gonna go see the new Quentin Tarantino movie. I'm extremely excited about it. And uh, I'm gonna post a full review as soon as it's over. So check it out. Um, like I said earlier, I appreciate all the feedback that I've been getting in my episodes. Um, a lot of you are really doing a lot and helping out, whether it be sharing posts that I put up or, you know, just sending me messages, you know, like I don't, I know I said like people that are like trying to give me advice get on my nerves. It doesn't get on my nerves, but I wish you would just ask a question you would like me to answer or 
you know, don't just tell, don't tell me what you think I should do to get better. I appreciate it, but I haven't ran into one of those suggestions that I thought, oh, this could be helpful. I'll get somebody to help me with everything once this builds a little bit, okay? But enough about that. We're not going to talk about that shit on here. Um, I put out one of those question polls uh, on Instagram, and this is this was funny. Um, I put out one of those question polls on Instagram, and uh, I told everybody it would be featured on the podcast if I liked the question. And uh, the question was, I'm not going to say the person's name, but uh, who is the craziest person you've ever met? So I thought long and hard about this. And uh, back when I lived in the boonies of Alabama, okay, and I say the boonies, I mean like out in the backwoods in a trailer in the middle of nowhere. I had like five neighbors. And I'd say four of them I never saw the entire like 10 years that I lived there. Because I moved around a little bit, but you know, it was like from the third grade until I was like in the 10th grade. So that's what, seven years I lived there. And um, I rode the school bus. And the school bus was always a crazy place. Okay? People get on the, into fights on there and people would just make all types and do all types of crazy stuff and you know for me it was like one of my first um I guess made me feel like I had a little bit of an audience even though it didn't really make a lot of people laugh at the time because they were a lot older than me and they just treated me like I was stupid but there was one guy that used to ride my bus and I'm not going to say what his name is but, um, let's just say his name was Darius. Okay? If you know me personally, you're going to know who I'm talking about. So Darius, um, was this guy. He was a couple years older than me. And he was always the funniest person on that school bus. He used to, he was just on a different planet mentally from the rest of us. There wasn't anything wrong with him. Don't get me, like, don't get me mixed up or anything. It wasn't anything, like, mentally wrong with him for, like, a society. He didn't need to be in any type of institution. I don't even know if I can get away with saying that. What I'm saying is he could drive and he didn't have to be put in any special classes. Let's just put it that way. Okay? But on a, uh, for the rest of society, he was uh, crazy, for sure. Because, okay, just for example, like, he, um, <laughs> he used to sit in the back of the bus, and 
he would make this noise. Now, I adopted this noise because I thought it was so funny growing up that I sat and like figured out how to make the noise myself because every time he did it, I would just cry laughing, okay? And he would just sit in the back of the bus and just go, <laughs> and it would drive our bus driver crazy. She would almost wreck sometimes. She'd be like, Darius, cut that shit out. She acted just like the uh, the bus driver from uh, South Park, you know? And he used to drive her insane. He'd be like, oh, that wasn't me. And he'd sit back down and he would make that noise. He would talk to people like that, like, bam, shut the man And oh my God, I would be screaming on the floor. I'm talking about, I wouldn't even be laughing. I would just have a look on my face and I would have all the veins in my face would be popping out and I would just be beat red, just gasping for air, laughing. Everything, everything he did, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Well, I mean, there's this one time there's another kid that lived right next to him. So the bus driver would just make one stop. And I remember we were about to get out of school. Like it was about to be like summer break. We had like three more days of school left. He was in high school. I was still in junior high. Well, this guy that lived next to him got off, was getting off the bus and everybody was like, Hey, Jay, what the fuck is that in that tree? And he, he looked out the window of the bus. I shit you not, if I ever tell a story that is true on this podcast, it is this one. I look out to my right, and this dude is sitting in a tree wearing a fucking scream costume. Like the one from the movie. And he's holding an umbrella in one hand, a pink Dora the Explorer umbrella, and a knife in the other hand. Now, this is Alabama in the summertime, so it's probably 117 degrees outside. At least that's what the real feel is. And he's just sitting there like this. Right? And I just saw what he was doing and I just I just busted out laughing. It didn't make any sense. It scared some of the little kids on the bus. Some of them started crying, you know. But I just could not stop laughing because I just thought he actually put all that on and then walked out there, climbed into that tree and waited on him to get home from school so everybody on that school bus would see him, you know. The, other, the only other thing that I'll say about him, there's, I have like 15 stories. I actually started hanging out with this guy as I got older. Like when I got to the high school, 
And I was a freshman and a sophomore. He was like a junior and a senior. And I would hang out with him from time to time. This dude, uh, he used to sell weed to people. And everybody knew he was crazy as fuck. The whole school knew. But they thought it was like a funny crazy. It was just like, oh, we'll see what he's gonna do. It was that type. It wasn't like crazy. Like, like there's this dude, there's another guy that he used to come to school with no shoes on. And when everybody asked him, hey, dude, why don't you have on any shoes? He'd be like, because it makes me closer to the devil. He used to say that shit to people. And he was fucking scary looking. Like, his skin was pale white. And he had this, like, long, platinum blonde hair. He looked like Daenerys Targaryen if she stopped eating. That's exactly what he looked like. And, uh, yeah, but anyway, back to Darius, yeah. So, there was this one day at school where he came to school and he, he was selling weed to people. Okay, we knew that. He was in the lunchroom. And I was sitting at the lunch table and I witnessed this happen. He reaches into his pocket and pulls like a bag of weed out about that big. Tosses it on the table. And then he just sits there laughing. Everybody at the table is like, Darius, what are you doing? And he's just like, <laughs> and he's just laughing. Nobody does anything. So he puts it back in his pocket. Then, he's like, hey, y'all watch this. He gets up, he walks across the lunchroom. There's a cop that circles the commons. That was the name of the lunchroom where I, when I was in high school. We call it the commons. He just kind of circles it just in case a fight breaks out or, you know, God forbid somebody like has an active shooter type of situation. We had a cop right there. And I shit you not, Darius walks up to this cop. The cop is walking this way. He walks up behind him, pulls that sack of weed out of his pocket, smacks him in the back of the head with it and puts it in his pocket before he can and he just turns around and just looks at him like, you got me. I guess they were like cool with each other or something. And he just, they just laugh. And, and we're all sitting at the lunch table like, because we all just saw it happen. It was like, when I go to SeaWorld and I see them big whales jump out of the water, that was kind of the same reaction. It was like seeing those things like, oh, that was unbelievable. I can't believe I just saw that. You know? Like, if you see, like, a really bad car accident in person, you're like, I can't believe I just watched that happen. That was one of those times. Crazy, 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 man. It's so funny, too, because I'm still friends with him on Facebook, and now he's like... He's like actually doing well for himself as a rapper. If he watches this and he's cool with it, I'll tell more stories about him. I don't want to tell anything like too crazy, you know. <laughs> but, God, he was so funny. 
And his, his music is actually pretty good. If he reaches out to me and says that he likes this episode, and uh, then I'll shout him out on the next one. How about that? I'll send him a I'll send him something here pretty soon. Almost kind of gave away a secret number to tell you. But yeah, he was a good dude, but he was crazy. I have uh, one more thing that I'm gonna get to um, before I end this episode, because not a whole lot's happened this week. But uh, there was one more thing that kind of stuck out to me in my inbox. Once again, I appreciate everybody who's been sending me questions and stuff, but a lot of them I just didn't feel like I could use. Uh, if I didn't message you back, then it's because I didn't feel like I could use that one. But I, I'm gonna try not to do that. It was just a lot more than I anticipated. Um, so somebody messaged me, and I actually saw a post about this on Facebook the other day. The question is, is it acceptable for a white person to use the N-word on stage, as in like stand-up comedy? Now, the way I look at this is, I would say no. I don't ever feel like I am going to write a joke that I feel like I could say the N-word for and make it funny. I just feel like there's really no use to it. Just saying the N-word as a white person just kind of just gives shock value, like, he said it, you know? Because I saw this post on Facebook and I actually kind of typed out a shorter rendition of the answer I'm giving now. And basically, I just, I don't think it is necessary. I really don't think it's necessary for anybody to use the word, but I can't really say so because it doesn't apply to me based off of my race. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not I'm not going political here. I'm just saying as far as stand-up comedy etiquette, I do not feel that you should be using the N-word and being white. It's just gonna cause problems for you. Now, I defended it when it was somebody like Louis C.K. However, after talking with somebody, it kinda made me reevaluate my answer because at first I was like, how, you know, Louis got away with it because he told a great joke. He took the context, it's all about the context, the way you say the word, the whole joke that he did I can't remember the actual name of the special or what year it came out, but the joke was, you know, I hate it when you're watching the news and somebody says the N-word, not but the N-word, because that makes you say the word in your head. You see what I'm saying? And it was funny, but it didn't have any context. It wasn't used in a derogatory sense. However, you can't just go shout that one word in the street. You will get beat up. Oh, I wasn't using it in a derogatory sense. Okay. 
Walk outside and say that. It doesn't matter. It's just the fact that you said it, you know? But, um, I see it. I've talked about it before. I see it all the time at open mics where people are just coming to try out jokes. 90% of the audience is other comics. And then you have a few people who are usually just like the friends or family even of a comic. And they have to watch some guy get up there and, you know, grown men get up there and be a white guy and say a joke saying the N-word. I was at an open mic one time when I was 18 and a guy up there, he was he was doing a great set. I'm talking about funny, absolutely fantastic, great show. This guy got up there, he was, he was doing a great set, he was going for like 15 minutes. And I remember him saying before he went on stage, somebody was like, what are you going to talk about tonight? He was like, I'm going to go on stage and I'm going to say the N-word 20 times and I'm going to get away with it. And everybody just thought it was a joke. Well, he got up on stage and he told the whole Kramer outburst story. He just basically talked about what Kramer did where he went on the stage and started saying the N-word, had a full-blown mental breakdown. And that's all he did. And that was his joke. He just wanted to prove that he could do it. And that was, it was dumb because it offended a lot of people. He didn't get into a fight, but I have seen several occasions where a guy gets up there and he's like, hey, the other day I hit this boop with my car. And he ends up getting beat up in the parking lot. I'm not gonna help you. When the police show up, they're like, what happened? I'm like, yeah, he said the N word. You know what I mean? So, I don't think Louis C.K. should say it. Now, this is another thing that I know people are gonna jump down my throat about, and oh, he can say whatever he wants, his freedom of speech, yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, people like, like Eminem. Think about Eminem, you know, and how prominent he is in rap music. Eminem, I don't think I've ever heard him say the N-word. Doesn't feel the need to. You know? And then, you know, you got people like Jerry Seinfeld, who when he talked to Louis C.K. about it, he was just like, I don't feel the need to use it. So I don't. I can be funny without using that word. You know? So... In my opinion, I don't think anybody should say it because I feel like when Louis C.K. goes on stage and says a joke that in, that's got the N-word in it, then it makes young comics who are just starting out who don't really know that much about joke writing, they think the punchline of that joke is saying the N-word. And it's not. So, I know that's going to blow over a lot of people's heads that like to listen to this podcast, unless you are trying to pursue something in comedy, but that's just my take on it. So, uh, I think this is pretty much going to wrap this episode up. Like I said, I really appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Let me know if you want any feedback. If you got any questions or anything like that, please reach out to me 
Your support is what keeps the Matt Guy Seminar rolling. So, yeah, I really appreciate you guys listening. Look out for me on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. I will have, I'm actually doing a show Monday night in Mississippi, but by the time this gets posted, uh, it'll already be past then, so stay on the lookout for any updates regarding watching me do stand-up, and uh, you know, like, subscribe, and share this podcast if you like it. This episode of the Mac Daddy Seminar is brought to you by Boots Down South. Look, everyone knows I'm from the South, and so are a majority of my listeners. And guess what? It's hot. You don't gotta wear a G-string to stay comfortable and look like a pimp this summer. Look no further than Boots Down South. Boots Down South is a locally owned company looking to make sure that guys and girls alike have a summer that they can enjoy comfortably while looking fly at the same time. Head over to bootsdownsouth.com right now.